You're tuned in to the World Physique Championship Podcast with your host, Terry Goodwin. Ah, welcome back. It's Monday. Welcome to the WPC Podcast with your host, Terry Goodlad. I've got the lovely and talented Adrian Gent with me today. Adrian has flown here all the way from Salt Lake City, which really she's from Washington State. But you're now, Adrian, you're now a student at BYU. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I'm doing uh, the evening classes right now at BYU. Now, this is a girl that just graduated, literally, like this is a couple months ago, graduated high school yeah. <laughs> and with your associate's degree at the same time. Yeah, that's correct. So I pretty much have only had like one week of summer and then I went right into school all over again. So now the assumption is that you're the total brainiac, right? Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> I have to work so hard. It's crazy. So you're not a brainiac? Uh, I'm a brainiac when it comes to time management because I have to like set out the time to like manage it, you know, <laughs> right, right. but like with schoolwork has never really come that easy to me. And I've always had to like really set apart the time to give up certain activities to go hang out with friends, you know, to really just like nail down the time to go and study by myself, get like private tutors. It was like during the week I had like five times during the week I would have a tutor oh like gosh. for math yeah so you had no social life as a kid then yeah was would, this all through high school yeah all through high school you oh would gosh. think that I would have like several of like my best friends on speed dial you know mm -hmm. my best friends were my mom my dad and my math tutor <laughs> on my favorites <laughs> list on speed dial yeah so you're you're in BYU now you're taking summer classes and then you yeah. start the full the full deal this fall what what what's your major going to be so um, I'm still looking into that. I want to go into psychology, though. That's what I'm looking into right now is psychology mm -hmm. and mental health counseling. And that's the same background as your mom. Yes, correct. Right. That's correct. Is she your... your uh, Inspiration. Yes. She kind of is, yeah. But I've always loved like the communication classes because it has to deal with like the environment and understanding why people do certain things and how we do certain things and how we can further identify ourselves you know and become better now we've talked a lot about your growing up <clears throat> about your experience with school uh the thing that i wanted to to really get into today was uh the fact that now j just so everybody knows uh i will preface all of this by saying we just wrapped up three very full and intense days oh of gosh. shooting it's you, so fun <laughs> you uh now you were out here uh, a couple two or three months ago mm -hmm. and, and we we worked together for the first time yeah right uh, and yeah. you modeled for me. It was very brief, fast, furious, but we got some great fitness stuff and we shot that stuff mm -hmm. in, down in the arts district in Las Vegas, which is kind of the rough side of town. Yeah. We had a, a cool uh, um, graffiti backdrop and we, we did yeah. some stuff there and we posted that on the WPC.world website mm -hmm. along with a little story. This time was a completely different experience. Yeah. We shot a whole bunch of different stuff, a lot of variety, three different locations, um, it was a pretty intense weekend. So yeah. I, so I want to go from that and we got some incredible pictures and I can't wait to post these. Uh, but let's talk about pre modeling pre where you're at right now. Okay. <clears throat> you, uh, and you showed me the pictures last night when you were younger, but you struggled with your weight when you were young. Oh yeah. I've always like struggled with my weight. Uh, so both my sister and I, we were premature babies and I was, you're I was, twins. yeah, we're twins. So we were premature babies. I came out three pounds. She came out two pounds. So I was always like a little bit heavier than her, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, with over time, I just kept gaining the weight, kept gaining the weight. And my sister just like maintained the weight as small and petite, mm -hmm. but, um, 
I think with her seeing her being able to eat everything, you know, I wanted to eat everything as well. And my parents being the loving parents, you know, they don't want to like take away food from their kid, especially if it gets them to shut up, you know. <laughs> I, I feel your pain. Yeah. We've got three toddlers in our house. So. Yeah. So like all I, my mom had to do is just give me a hot bottle of milk and I was out, you know. <laughs> so you, you, uh, you told me the, the magic number was 60 pounds. Yes. Yeah, 60 pounds. Talk yeah. about that whole, you know, what age were you and, and what was the revelation that, that made you okay turn it all around? Yeah, so like, as we have already mentioned, I grew up and I've been growing up and I was in third grade when it came to the point where my mom took me to the doctors mm -hmm. and the doctor has told me that I was overweight and said, hey, Adrian, you really need to like make a change with your life. You either you make a change with your life or your life is going to change you. You know, your health is going to change you. And it's better you do it in a positive way or have it impact you either way. Mm -hmm. And so my mom set up personal trainings with me, a nutrition plan. And Look, I want to stop you there for a second. Okay. How did that feel being a little girl? And basically being told that you're yeah, fat by your doctor. at nine years old too. You know, it's a powerful conversation to have with anyone, you know. Right. It's, it's really personal But being as told well. by your doctor, it's somebody else, it's someone in authority, it's a doctor. Yeah. What did that, how did that feel sitting in that chair that day? You know, I kind of felt hopeless because I, being so young, you know, you kind of look up to like those who are older than you. And so when they tell you that you're in a situation that you thought that you were in control of or... Being as a little kid, you know, you look up to the older people to help mm -hmm. you be successful, help you to never have to face like those certain struggles. Yep. And, you know, I'm not blaming my parents for anything because my parents have always wanted us to be able to guide and direct us and um, have us be able to make our own decisions as well. And I blame myself because... You know, I was able to get up in the middle of the night to go make myself uh, mm -hmm. food, you know, to go get something to eat. So going back to the doctor telling me something like that, it kind of like broke my heart and kind of sunk me down and gave me my confidence went down already lower because being overweight, you're already self-conscious, you know, mm -hmm. and having a doctor with a degree telling you, you know, <laughs> hey, you're overweight. I'm like, great, thanks. I already know I'm fat. <laughs> but let's just put it on paper, okay? <laughs> now, at the time, what was going on with friends and things like that? What was going on at school? So I never really, really had um, friends, really. I was just always me, like, trying to click with other people. In middle school, I... <laughs> in the beginning of the year, you know how everyone goes back to school shopping? Mm -hmm. Every single year, I would have, like, a different theme for, like, clothes. So, like, one year, I was, like, an athletic <laughs> chick. One year, I was, like, the Mean Girls chick, all popular and all of that. It was all in my head, though. Mm -hmm. And then I was, <laughs> the other year, I was, like, a goth emo chick. It was wild, you know. I, I don't even know. I look back on pictures and, like... There was this one, you know, like the Bratz, like the mm -hmm. cartoon. So the girls would always wear like jean skirts, like bell jeans. Mm -hmm. Oh, not jean skirts. They would wear like bell pants, bell mm -hmm. bottom pants. Bell -bottom and pants. I would wear like a tutu <clears throat> on top of my jeans mm -hmm. to school. Of course. You know, and, oh my gosh. <laughs> and like sparkly gloves too. Yeah. Yeah. And so did like, you get picked on? Uh, I think I did. I think everyone just like thought it was a trend too, you know? So like everyone oh. started doing it. Cause you weren't middle, the only one. 
No, no, in middle school. So like I, this is elementary school going mm-hmm. back to that because no one really has a style in elementary school. Not high school. No. <laughs> in high school, I just no, was like. No tutus in high school? No, no tutus in high school. <laughs> gotcha, Thank gotcha. goodness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Probably at pep assemblies though, you know, you yeah. can totally do a tutu and not yeah. get judged. Now we talked about you being bullied. When did that start? So, um, actually just growing up, that's why I never really had like a, like a real clicked group, like in kindergarten, there's like this story that I tend to think about all the time. I was playing Foursquare. you know what Foursquare mm-hmm. is? I was playing Foursquare with like the kids and I pushed the ball out of the Foursquare, and I got out, you know, and the one kid grabbed the ball and he said, are you pregnant? And I looked at him and I said, no, I'm just fat. <laughs> and I just laughed it off, you know, because I didn't want to get judged anymore because I was already bullied, you know, right. and I didn't want to like s- stick out of the crowd already as I already did, especially because in kindergarten and elementary school, all the kids were had really good genetics. They were all skinny, you know, mm-hmm. and it's rare to um find kids that are like more overweight. I think you see them a lot more nowadays, but Mm -hmm. like before, like they were all skinny and I always felt left out and different, especially in my family because I was the only one that was overweight. Everyone had like the good genetics. I I was always called the question mark of the family because (laughs) I I stood out to be different, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously then after the doctor appointment, the the being bullied, the not really having friends, the trying to fit in, but not fitting in all of that kind of stuff. What happened that you decided to turn it all around? Was it something you were told you had to do or is it something you wanted to do? You know, at first it was something that I had to do because when someone tells you you need to do something, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I need to get my life in check. I need to do it. But it takes several trials for you to go through an experience until you yourself are mentally able to say, okay, no, this is what I want to do. So yeah, um, it took someone to tell me to like get my life in check. That's why I had the support of my mom to like help buy the meal plans, have a nutritionist, you know. So mom was very supportive. Through very this. supportive. She took me to Costco and I was able to go pick out like my food and everything, get a food measurement scale. So I had all of that, but um, that's how she told me. It was like, Adrian, do you want that or do you not want that? Are you sure you want to eat that? Because if you eat that, you're going to regret it later, Adrian. Are you sure? But um, going back to me. Did, was that supportive or was it, did it mess you up even more? I think it was supportive because being Brazilian, you know, mm-hmm. they're more um, upfront. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was her being supportive. Okay. But it was also... Did you feel supported? I felt... I didn't want to like be... Uh, Were you a closet snacker? Yeah. that Yeah, I was going <laughs> to go into that. I didn't want to disappoint her, you know, yeah, yeah. especially because like... I respect my parents. That's how we were raised was to respect your elders, like those that provide for you, you always respect them. So um, going back to me though, with me having the mindset to be able to accomplish what I've accomplished was that it took me through the trials of like binge eating at night, not binge eating, but snacking through the night. 
I would wait for my mom actually to go out and run her errands to like bake cookies in the ovens and just eat them all before like a whole batch of cookies. I would eat all of them so that there was no no um, evidence, no evidence. The smell of the yeah, exactly. No <laughs> evidence of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad I couldn't get rid of like the smell, you know, but she was she was quiet about it. But I know that she knew that. Now, now that you've been through that, you're you're now 18. Yes. <clears throat> freshly minted 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you've been through it all, would you do it differently than your mom did? Yeah. What would you say to a mom out there? I mean, your mom, you know, we all know kids don't come with a manual and you do your best to figure it out. And and I've met your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. They're incredible people. They love their children to death. Uh, And and I know being in that situation is like, well, how do we deal with it? Right. And so we just choose a path and go for it. Yeah, for sure. Is there, is there something you would suggest to, if there's a mother listening to this right now or, or somebody else that is struggling with their weight that's listening to it right now, what's the best way to approach that as a parent? Yeah, so... Um, or what would be a better way for you? Yeah, here's here's the thing. In my family, I was the only one that was overweight. So when my mom took me to Costco trips, it was just me picking out the healthy food. So I only had like a section of the refrigerator that was healthy. And then like all the rest was unhealthy stuff. So like I would give... Um, advice saying if you're a little kid if a little girl or a little boy is struggling with like their weight you know Mm -hmm. have the whole family jump into it because it just makes them feel left out already you know with people out in society with school already judging them you know they already your home is your safe zone so like when it's just you by yourself it just makes you feel a little bit even more lonelier that's really helpful did it create any friction between you and your family um, no, it didn't create friction because that's what made me hide all of everything, you know, yeah. like I would wait for her to leave is just because I had the goods at the home, you know, mm-hmm. it was all there because it was just me that was trying to lose the weight that was told by the doctor that I I was overweight, that I was obese and no one else needed to really follow through with um, eating healthier. So there was no friction there. It just kind of created like more um, on my part. I didn't want to disappoint anyone, so I would wait. And that's when it's the worst because you're just playing two parts. You know, you're, you're, it's like pretending that you got a higher position in job, you know, when in reality you were fired. Right. <laughs> you know? It's so dishonest. It's dishonest, exactly. So how did the dishonesty make you feel about yourself? It felt like I, <clears throat> I knew that I could be more. It was just me disappointing myself. You know, I'm sure that my parents could care less, really, if I wanted to eat unhealthier, you know. But um, it really just comes down to me disappointing myself as an individual because we truly determine how our successes are and our personal achievements. It's not with how it's not on how other people tell us who we are because anyone can say anything in reality. It doesn't matter. They can give you positive feedback or they can give you negative feedback. It doesn't matter. In reality, it comes down to you as an individual saying, okay, do I see myself having more or am I okay with where I'm at right now? Am I, where is my joy going to be? I like to say joy because joy is Jesus, others, and yourself. And with those three things, you can have so much joy. You can endure. And joy is an enduring thing. 
you have to go through life to have joy. You have to make certain decisions that are not planned out. You know, like me going to college at BYU. That was just like over three weeks. That's why I missed the deadline to be an official student. But I, I am doing the evening classes there. So I am an official student but I'm only allowed to take the evening classes right now. But that's over like three weeks, you know, and only one week of summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure anyone that graduated from high school, you know, they're would want, partying their they, pants yeah, off right exactly, now, right? Exactly. But it came down to me like, I want more. I want to continue my education. I want to continue in the fitness industry. I want to continue to um, make a mark and try to be better myself, you know, and I want... For my future family, I want to have my kids be able to look up at me and say, wow, my mom did that. Or like if they ever have a trial in their life, you know, I want to be able to talk to them and say, hey, this is what I went through. And I know that you can do it because you got my blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk about accountability. Okay. First of all, you went through all that. Uh, and as the story goes, you told me it took three years until you actually modified the behavior, mm -hmm. the thought processes, yes. uh, lost 60 pounds in that time mm -hmm. and uh, changed your mindset. Mm -hmm. When we say change your mindset, explain what that means. Okay. Um, change your mindset is to actually continue to go on. I would say like positive thinking is definitely one of the things because if you don't have a positive mindset, then you're not going to be able to achieve greater things. You need to be realistic at the same time, you know, because if you just have a positive mindset and not be realistic, then you're just going to forget about reality and forget about the little progress that you make every single day because you're focusing too much on the future. And that's why it's important to be realistic too and track everyday progress and say, okay, I did this. This is what I'm capable of. What can I do next? So I think those simple steps of being able to keep track and be realistic and be positive and to um, continue to set daily goals, I say, um, will help you to change your mindset because where I'm at right now is definitely someone I don't think anyone at a beginning level can really achieve because like I said, if you would have told me at nine years old, you know, to lose all the weight, I don't think I would have been able to lose all the weight without like having those three years of going back and forth, you know? Accountability. Um, you said some things here and, and, and I've always had a belief that uh, when we blame others for things, oh, yeah. <clears throat> we have no power to change it because... Mm -hmm. If it's their fault, they did it. They're the ones that have to change. Mm -hmm. We can't change other people, That's but we true. can change ourselves. Exactly. That accountability. When did you, when would you say you became accountable for your choices? Or is that something you've always felt? I think that's just something that I've always felt. That was just something that like, like I said, my parents never really restricted us with making our own decisions in a positive way. You know, like that's why I was able to pick out my food because I was accountable of like what I was able to eat. I was accountable of being able to wake up in the morning and go do my runs out on the street. You know, of course, I had the support of my dad. My dad actually would run the street with me as well, you know, and he cool. he um, actually to get me to go get up in the morning at nine years old, you know, to run the street for a mile and a half. He said he would buy me a pink jogger suit. 
<laughs> and since you're it. such a girly exactly, girl. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He knows you well. Exactly. But, you know, um, you just get addicted to, like, the progress. And I think just um, being able to see, whether it's physical progress or mm -hmm. mental progress, you know, you really grow from it. And you just become addicted to it because you really feel happiness from it and you feel like that's something that you can control when it you can't control so much already in this life you know you can control what you put into yourself mm -hmm. and like what you can do to modify and become better now uh you've you've entered the uh you've joined the wpc you're preparing right now you're in your contest prep for the las vegas show august 18th uh wpc2 you're competing in the uh, fitness model division. Is That's that correct? correct. Yeah. Uh, what what prompted you to get into competing? Okay. Well, I guess what prompted you, and then why why the WPC? Obviously, we had a conversation, yeah. and and you've been you know you and your mom have been friends with with my wife Anna for years. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> we've become friends, uh, so I understand there's a connection there. But what what made you choose the WPC, and why competing? Okay, so answering why competing before uh, the WPC is because uh, I had lost all the weight, you know, and I had been training by myself uh, after losing the weight. And I just had, like, those years between where I was able to put on muscle and figure out, like, a schedule routine of working out. And then it comes to the point where you just kind of hit a plateau mm -hmm. and you want more, you know. You're already – this is – fitness and health is something that I want to have as a lifelong goal, you know. I don't want to grow old doing this – or doing the activity, I want it to have, I want to have a healthy lifestyle, but if it becomes boring and if it becomes a routine and you're not having fun anymore, it's hard to stay motivated. It, it's hard to stay with it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it was just me wanting to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I, I, so far I've enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been really fun. It's been hard. I'm not going to lie. There's mm -hmm. been times where I've like cried during my fasted cardio. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so bad, but you know, it's definitely worth it. You know, it's worth the sacrifice now so that you can have more later mm -hmm. and just being able to see like the growth from it. You know, that's why I love um, the fitness activity is because you're able, I'm a very visual person. You're able to see visually your progress through your body, but you're also going to be able to feel the the mental growth, the spiritual growth, you know, it's just like, it's a whole loop. That's what I was talking about. Joy, you know, it's mm -hmm. always those three things. Right. So, so this challenge, uh, this, the contest thing, is that something you think you want to continue doing or you just, is it a one-time shot deal? What is it? And I, and I know the other side of it. Like, yeah. Like competing with the WCC, obviously there's, you know, the opportunity that you had this weekend yeah. coming here and modeling and like that. Yeah. The competing, modeling, you know, where does that fall into all of this? Yeah. I definitely want to keep up with the modeling. I love it. <laughs> I love being in front of the camera. With the competing, you can ask me that again after my first show. We'll decide then. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so far, you know, you're just asking the person that hasn't actually gotten on the roller coaster yet. You right, know, right. you don't How know. How do you like the roller coaster? Yeah. I don't know <laughs> exactly exactly so ask me then but for the wpc you had asked me to answer that question yeah. i wanted to do the wpc because it's more of a sport where you're able to stand out and be who you are and show like what you believe about yourself and not be judged so much on like being like everyone else right you know you're able to be who you are right make That's your mark <laughs> exactly right? a different 
Uh, now, it's because you haven't competed before, the judging criteria, was it confusing to you or pretty straightforward? Or You know, you're just talking to someone that's trying to learn English, you know? Right, right, exactly. Right. It's just something that's new. And it's like, okay, this is the rules. This is the guidelines. Okay, that's fine with me. Perfect. I got this. Yeah. So no problem with that. <laughs> now, at what point, at what point do you, uh, have you, or at what point do you think that you can just accept yourself for the way you are, your body, everything about you? And this is a girl now, again, in context. Mm -hmm. This is a girl that hasn't had that validation from peers. Yeah. You know, you've had your mom tell you you're pretty, right? Yeah. But, but uh, where do you find, where do you reconcile that? The self-acceptance, have you found that yet? Were you comfortable with yourself? And you love yourself and, and your self-esteem is strong and good and you're, you're in a good, good solid place. Or are you, are you still looking for that? You know, I'm human. <laughs> I think it's just a daily battle, you know. Of course, you're going to have days where you feel like really good about yourself. And you're like, man, I look hot, <laughs> you know. And then you're going to be days like, wow, um, I'm retaining a little bit more water. You know, I don't look as good. But growing up, you know, as mentioned before, I was overweight. And I was always insecure about my legs. And I'm still really insecure about my legs. Not that they're like bad or anything. But you shot, you shot in some shorts. I know this I weekend. shot in some shorts. Can you awesome. believe that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just it's a mental kind of thing, you know. Other people don't see our own insecurities. I like to say that we can see our own demons, but we can't see the demons that other people are facing. Right. And that that's always going to be something that I'm going to face. You know, mm -hmm. I can tell myself I'm beautiful. I can tell myself that. My legs are good, you know, but I always feel like there's always going to be that mental battle. But it's just a continual process of recognizing your weaknesses so that you can become better, you know. And that's definitely how, something how big that... Of a, how big of a part, the self-evaluation thing, how often do you go and say, okay, here's what I do well, here's what I need to work on, I'm going to take responsibility for that, set a goal and work on it. Do you ever yeah. do that? Yeah, I do do that, actually, when... <laughs> Here's a funny story. Uh, you know, I'll tell you why. Because 18 years old, yeah. this is a girl that just turned yeah. 18 years old. Yeah. Essentially, you're 17 years old in a few days or a few weeks, right? Uh -huh. And and you just have a, a level of maturity and just a logic to, yeah. your, to your thinking. And so I, I, I'm curious. It's a kind of a funny story, but whenever I got in an argument with my parents or whenever they told me I was grounded being mm -hmm. little, I would just go grab a journal <laughs> and I write down all my goals and like all the, how successful I'm going to be because doesn't matter how successful I am. My parents aren't going to have any of my successes, you know, <laughs> they can be wherever they want. I'm going to show them. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be successful in school. I'm going to be all of this and they're not, they're not going to have any of this. <laughs> and so I would always like set goals and I, I have some of like the journals back at home. But it just was me always setting goals and always trying to achieve them, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like writing out goals is because when you visually see your goals and when you hand write them out, you know, it's you telling yourself, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do mm -hmm. to get it. Even though I love my parents now. <laughs> I always love my <laughs> you parents. You're not trying to make them I'm pay anymore? Try, no, I'm not going to put them in a nursing home <laughs> or any of that. I love them. <laughs> Well, listen, Adrian, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, I, I mean, again, 18-year-old girl, but wise beyond your years. Uh, other other young girls that are want to get into the modeling thing, want to get into the fitness thing, do you have any words of wisdom for them? Love yourself now, but continue to try and want more. 
mm-hmm. you know, know that you're. But at some point, you have to accept where you are. Exactly. It's like climbing that mountain, right? Yeah. It's easy to keep looking up at the peak and think, "Gosh, that's a long ways away." But every now and again, you've got to look how far you've come, yeah. too, right? And just yeah. say, "Wow, look where I am." Yeah, I like to say your potential is endless. You know. Right. Your potential is endless. And on my Instagram, I like to do like motivational posts, you know, like little quotes here and there. And I have a hashtag that is be more, do more. And if you want to be more, you got to do more to achieve it. I'm writing this down. Be more. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny when I said hashtag because last night when we were driving, you were listening to an audio book that talked about hashtags probably for 45 minutes. (laughs) It was the most boring audio book ever. It was so bad. So like whenever I hear hashtag or whenever I say it, I hear the audio book say hashtag food, hashtag happiness. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad book. Wasn't it was it? so bad. The thing of it is, I started reading it though, so I I, I got to finish it because I started it right. Mm-hmm. I can't just throw it out, even though it's like painful to listen mm-hmm. to. I've got it set at twice the speed, so I'll go through it in half the time. But oh my god, that was painful. Yeah, especially we I were so tired exactly, after a long oh day, exhausted. Oh my god, trying to stay awake on the drive home, and this guy's like, hashtag happiness yeah. hashtag. Yeah, that was putting me to sleep. <laughs> I felt so bad though because like I was going in and out of my sleep. You know, like yeah. I wanted to stay awake because I didn't want to leave terry just driving by himself <laughs> yeah. you know i figured but, you were checked out I was, yeah. I was okay but i wanted to sleep at the same time <laughs> sleep is so good for if, you <laughs> if somebody wants to follow you instagram is uh adrian dot fit so a d r y a n n dot f-i-t fit thanks for listening everybody been adrian gent follow her wpc2 in las vegas august 18th she will be on stage there we don't know if she'll do any more after but we'll have to talk to her after and find out thanks for listening we'll be back in another day or two with another show